All right, we are on uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and now, in just a moment, we're going to be on uh, YouTube, and then we're going to be on Facebook Live, and then your life will be complete. Uh, I won't officially start the show until it comes up on uh, Facebook Live, and it's an added description. I don't want to add a description. I just want to start the live video. Um, and it's starting in three, in two, in one. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, and welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick, holiday edition. La, 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 little holiday music for you right there. I know everybody loves holiday music. I thought I'd do a little to stir up the show. La, 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 There. Now you don't have to listen to it anymore. You can say, I got my fill of it. Listening to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visig. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. By the way, I actually like holiday music that just came streaming out of me uh, like sweat. That little segment I just did right there was like sweat. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, six days a week. We come to you six days a week, uh, Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, we are on three platforms, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, YouTube Comedy Schools, and right here on a Facebook Live on my personal Tony Visick page. Every show has been uh, left up and listed that has been done on Facebook, and you can scroll, you can scroll through the months and uh, follow the history of the pandemic right there on my very own Facebook page. Um, the show is built around three things. Uh, it's on three platforms, three things, your questions and comments. So question and comment, and I will question and comment back. Uh, some knick-knack or doodad that we have that we show you, we try to weave some sort of personal story around, and of course, one artist or piece of music based off of our vast vinyl album and compact disc collection. Um, so it's uh, Wednesday, November 25th, November 25th, and uh, which reminds me, Shirley, the bug guy's coming sometime in the next hour or so. So... Uh, uh, yeah. Now, I'm just carrying on my personal business here while you guys are... And that's what it kind of is, isn't it? I mean, I'm sitting in my home office talking to you, you know, and uh, it is kind of like my personal business. And so many of the people who watch the show on a regular basis are either old friends uh, like Tina and Mike Lawson. How you guys doing? My brother Jerry, other people that are joining in right now, join, joining in right now Stefan George. Um, so many people uh, joining in right now. Uh, that I've known in the past. So it's kind of a gathering of uh, uh, a lot of my uh, uh, friends and family, and I like that very much, which is why I felt totally comfortable. Reminded Shirley that the, uh, we have a pest control guy. No, that doesn't mean that I get ran out of my own house. Don't be saying things like that. Uh, pest control uh, company that comes along, uh, and uh, I would just remind her to come in today. So uh, what's been going on with us? What's been going on with you? It appears that the transition from the... Uh, the uh, Donald J. Trump administration to the Joseph Biden administration is beginning to transpire. Uh, I could say things like uh, couldn't have a minute too soon. And uh, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big revenge guy. I'm not a big dancing in the streets guy. You know, I'm not a big guy. Maybe I should be, you know, and uh, but sometimes once. Once things, once a, a wrong has been righted or once things have been straightened out, once things I go, you know, let's just move forward from here. It'll be others' business. I'm not a gloater. I don't like to gloat, you know. I don't believe in kicking someone when they're down, even they, if they deserve to be down. 
Uh, I probably have done all those things in the past. I just don't believe in them. So uh, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to let, you know, uh, you know, investigators, prosecutors, defenders, everybody, um, you know, pundits uh, all do their job. Um, Someone asked me what I thought the next four years will be like. And I go, they might be difficult, but they won't be difficult because Joe Biden's a president. They might be difficult because they're going to be difficult. Just like so much of the good things that went on in this. If you were following the news and opinion makers and uh, reading um, the business pages uh, of a wide variety of uh, uh, publications prior to Donald Trump being elected president, all the indicators and markers and predictors were there for a, um, a drop in unemployment and a rise in the stock market no matter who was in the White House. That's what the prognosticators were saying. Now you can go, oh, that could have been wrong. So in my mind's eye, when all is said and done, okay, and we're, I'm going to be kind of said and done with this for the most part today. When all is said and done, um, you get one or two big tests. As a president, you get to do one or two big things. One or two really big things. You know, Jimmy Carter didn't get to really do any big things. You know, uh, uh, Richard Nixon's biggest thing was um, probably establishing diplomatic relationships with China. Uh, The Ford administration was the final end of the Vietnam War. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, you know, uh, Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, Fair Housing Rights Act. You know, so he did several big things. Roosevelt did several big things. But for the most part, you could do one or two. You're going to have your tests. Everybody has their tests in life. Give your test in life. <clears throat> and the pandemic was Donald Trump's test. It was the thing going bad because everything else was going well. Sure, there's problems, trade agreements, this nation attacking, this small nation attacking that small nation, proxy wars. I mean, all the horrible stuff that's going to happen on a planet with 7 billion people on it. You know, all who uh, have their own, uh, their own way of thinking. Think about that sometime. Close to 7 billion people on the planet. All of them got a brain. All of them are thinking. And they're all thinking individually. And you wonder how things, anything decent happens at all. But his big test, the thing that, would, the thing that made the, the, the iceberg, the iceberg, Donald Trump was like the Titanic. A ship that was launched to great fanfare. It was well done, well appointed, different than any other ship that had ever been on the seas, heralded by many, captained by an experienced captain, smooth waters. They ran right into a fucking iceberg that they didn't have to run into. And because they didn't plan properly for that iceberg, it sunk and people died. They could have planned properly for this pandemic People would have passed on, but not the level they would have had. We wouldn't be living in the world we are today. That's not saying he's a good man. That's not saying he's a bad man. That's not saying he's right and that's saying he's wrong. That's not saying that uh, he should have said the stuff on the bus with Billy Bush. That's not saying any of that. That's saying on his big test, he failed. And now the next four years will be cleaning up the mess. The next four years, hi, Diane Howe. The next four years will be going, oh, my God, all this deregulation in the environmental area has led to 
uh, an increase in cancer in thousands of people. All this deregulation has led to uh, more pollution of the water, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be a mess to clean up. But we're up to it. You know why? Because if you're watching the show, you're a mess too. So you're not to clean up after yourself. So we'll be okay. Listen, I hope you have a, a great Thanksgiving. I, I truly do. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, some people in my workshop last night. I do this workshop. I'm 12 feet away from everyone. Everybody's six foot apart. Everybody's wearing masks, except when they're performing or talking. Uh, and even sometimes when they're talking. And, you know, it's a small group. It's a small group, about eight people in a room that holds 100 because I get that some people have to just get in the car and go somewhere, you know. Uh, I haven't been perfect during the pandemic, but I've been better. I've been better. And I asked them if they thought people were going to quarantine more now that uh, we actually have vaccines, at least three that I know of, that we have vaccines. Then if they said there's no, uh, there's no vaccine, it'll be two or three years, it's going to the virus get to burn. I don't know. What, how it would be handled. But I'm pretty sure um, from uh, Jerry Visick, after my talk about Donald Trump, this is his statement, and we'll read it to you uh, for those of you who are just listening because you heard what I just said about the Trump. Jerry Visick says, the son of a bitch is responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of people. He should be tried for crimes against humanity. Um, there are people right now in the uh, studio who are agreeing with you. And I'm saying that, I'm not saying that I don't agree. I do agree. Um, I don't know where you put the energy right now. You know? So, um, um, you know, we could talk about that. You know, uh, when I was a young guy and Nixon resigned from office, I thought that he should be put in prison for his crimes. Gerald Ford pardoned him, said we, the nation has to move on and heal. Then again, on the other hand, within six years, we had Ronald Reagan foisted upon us as we didn't do enough to... Uh, stem the tide of uh, reactionary insanity that is oftentimes embodied in some of these people. So, Jerry, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, if they do, I will applaud it and I will be for it. And I'm going to do everything I can, you know, at this point in my life to see that good, decent people uh, are put in uh, responsible positions. All right. Well, having as much fun as I possibly can at 65, too, by the way. Uh, uh, oh, anyway, I was talking to him about, do you think people would be quarantining more? We are beginning to quarantine more, Shirley and I. I'm beginning to quarantine more. I'm now only going to go out when I absolutely have to. Because if they're going to have a, a if they're going to, like, in March, if you had told us we were quarantined until November, December, that seemed like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. But we've made it to here. So if I still have to work under sort of, semi-quarantine or quasi-quarantine restrictions till February or March, uh, I'm going to be able to do that. And I'm going to do that. This doesn't mean I won't get sick. More and more people that I actually know. I was talking with uh, my good friend Jim Perry last night, Jim Perry, JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com. Uh, and he said, you know, it's starting to hit home. More and more people that I know are getting it. So it's spreading a lot. So you guys be careful. And that spirit, tomorrow, uh, Shirley and I are having Thanksgiving dinner at our home, but, and we've been invited to other people's homes, and uh, on the uh, past years, she and I have invited people to our home, and any of you who knew me back in the day, you know, when I was a single guy in Hollywood, or later on, living in the Valley, or when I lived up in Chatsworth, uh, my home was always open to people on Thanksgiving. Um, this year, we're going to do it all. We got a bird. It's thawing out right now downstairs. 
We got all this stuff. I've been looking up coals. I'm going to make coleslaw for the first time. I'm going to make homemade coleslaw. I haven't, I'm just letting Shirley know that now. I don't know if that frightens her. And she was wondering, I, I told her, did earlier today when I was asking if we had cabbage, that that was the plan? Yeah, you were at Walmart eating any cabbage. Yeah, so you know what? We'll work it out. We'll work out the cabbage situation. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it up, and we're gonna have our own dinner here. We might zoom in. I might zoom in with Jerry. You know, Facetime with him with uh, uh, Shirley's sister uh, Sally. You know, we might zoom in with a couple of people. Uh, Jerry says, "Let's not sink the ship when the shore is in sight." Say that six times fast backwards. Sight in is sure the when ship the sink not let's not see can't do it but uh, jerry's absolutely right by the way so we're actually um um uh, gonna quarantine even a little more you know we're going to uh, reduce our uh, exposure even more so i don't want to get sick i don't i don't want to get sick but i also don't want um to get my wife sick she might sometimes get sick of me, but I don't want to get her sick, okay? I don't want to get other people sick, you know? We've already known quite a few people who've had this. We know people who tell us they're still feeling the effects of it after not having it for months. We know people that feel like absolutely fine. We know little children who now have it. Uh, we know uh, people in their 90s who have had it. Uh, we know people who've passed on, people fully recovered, it's a real deal, you know, and this has got nothing to do with belief or ideology or politics or, you know, whether you bat right and throw left, you know, it, it has nothing to do with any of that. It is a virus. You know, there's always been those movies, you know, it was like uh, Cowboys and Aliens or something. Remember that? It was, and, you know, they were high when they came up with that. That's one of those things we talk about in the 70s. Be cool if there was like a Western and then aliens came. There's always been those where two guys are fighting. And then this third, much more overwhelming force comes. A tornado comes. Uh, we saw that in uh, Fargo. They have a scene like that in Fargo. Where there's a shootout going on between uh, two guys. And uh, in the Midwest in the 1950s. And a tornado comes along and sucks them both up. Doesn't make any difference who was right or wrong in that shootout who was the good guy and who was the bad guy one was clearly the better guy there are no good guys or bad guys in different degrees of bad guys um and a tornado comes along and sucks them up or you know as a matter of fact i think they had that in an earlier fargo so this virus doesn't care if you're democrat or republican or white or black or native american i mean in some ways it does because certain people are affected more Someone said the other night, you go, well, you know what? We need to let things go on and we protect the vulnerable. Well, that's tens of millions of Americans. That's probably 40% of the population. That plan is worse than the plan we have right now, which is no plan. That's the bad plan. So you stay safe. Make yourself a turkey, okay? And if you want to uh, Zoom in or FaceTime with us for a little bit tomorrow, you know, uh, send me your email and stuff and I'll contact you and we'll, we'll go on a few minutes together. And uh, you can watch me shove pie in my mouth. That's an idea. If you're looking for something to do tomorrow, you can FaceTime with me while I eat pie. You know, during my daughter, uh, my daughter Alicia had a birthday during this time, as many people did in April. And in April, at the height of quarantining, I was planning to go to Los Angeles, celebrate her birthday with her. I could not. And instead, we had a birthday party 
on FaceTime, kind of like what I'm doing with you guys right now, you know? And that was, uh, that was tough for me. But it's uh, what had to be done. So um, take care. Have a good Thanksgiving. You don't need a bunch of people with the house anyway. We need a bunch of people, a bunch of shit to clean up, all that, you know. And, you know, old, old wounds are, you know, ripped open and stuff. Uh, the one who drinks, drinks too much. Just have a nice Thanksgiving at home. Take pictures. Put it up. Show them to us, okay? All right. That was like the rant right now. Uh, let's get into something here um, I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, because this is an important part of the um, living on a thin line family as anything else. I have a brand new bobblehead. There it is, courtesy of my wife, Shirley Visick, who was out doing some safe social distance shopping and came across this. Now, we have A.J. Pollock's. We have a lot of Arizona Diamondbacks bobbleheads. And there's a good reason for this. We live in Arizona. So uh, you're going to have more of these than anything else. But this is well put together. Even if you see in the back here, you can't really tell. Like, uh, look at the cleats on the shoe. Look at the cleats on the shoe. Can you see that? How cool is that? It's a really well put together one. It's part of a wall collection. And we're going to have to take a look and see uh, what other parts we do. Because we have other AJ Pollock's, but not this particular one. Not this particular one. So it's got the little beard on the face. So a lot of work. Look at that. The head bobbles well. That's a quality. That's a high, that's a high quality bobble. The head bobbles well. So uh, adding to, um, I don't know if I said the word collection, but if I did, that's a terrible mistake and it has to be taken out. Uh, added to our family of bobbleheads whom we've rescued. And now an A.J. Pollock. And even though we have other A.J. Pollock bobbleheads, this one is slightly different. Okay, and uh, if I can get this whole wall built, because there's a series, I will certainly take a picture of it and uh, show it to you. Uh, I got that for you, so uh, you should know that we have that. Um, and then, music-wise, I got a couple things here I wanted to talk about. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Da, da, da. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Stax Volt. This is a Stax Volt CD. Stax Volt. Stax Volt was a record company, but it wasn't just a record company. It was a sound. Now, we've talked about the Philadelphia sound, uh, things like the OJs and Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes here. Of course, Motown. There was a San Francisco sound. Uh, there was a Seattle sound in the 90s. Uh, what Dre and those guys did in the 90s was a complete, and Rick Rubin was a complete unique sound. Uh, but Stax Volt, when you think of great soul music of the 60s, important soul music of the 60s, most people don't think past Motown. But there was Motown, there was the Philadelphia sound, there was what was going on with chess records, even kind of before any of them, and there was Stax Volt. Let me read you a little about Stax Volt so you know. Stax, record, Stax Records is synonymous with Southern soul music. Originally known as Satellite, the Memphis Company was founded in 1959 by Jim Stewart and his sister Estelle Axton and took its new name in 1961 from the first two letters of their names. Among the many artists who scored number one hits on Stax Volt subsidiary during the 60s were Booker T and the MGs, an interracial instrumental quartet that also served, the company's, uh, uh, served as the company's rhythm section. The MG stood for Memphis guys. 
Sam and Dave, Eddie Floyd, Otis Redding, and, some, and, uh, and many others. So that's just the, the Staples singers came out of Stax Volts. And by the way, everybody knows my feelings on Mavis Staples. Aretha Franklin is, is a goddess of music, but she don't hold a candle to Mavis in my estimation. Uh, you could argue with me about that. Um, Abhinav Goyle's asking, what's on the banners behind me? Like, you haven't been seeing those now for six, seven, eight months, Abhinav. Those are banners from the St. Louis Cardinals from the time they won the World Series in 82 and when they lost in 2004. They are baseball banners. Abhinav, baseball is a game that was invented in the United States. So a lot of great music came out of there, and especially Booker T and the MGs. Okay, and that's Donald, that's Steve Cropper and Donald Duck Gunn. You know, we were talking about uh, the wrecking crew the other day, uh, Leon Russell and Tommy Tuscadero, Hal Blaine and Glenn Campbell, and how in L.A., how they played on songs sometime in the same day as Diverse as a Frank Sinatra record, and then a Birds record, and then a Beach Boys record. Uh, the MGs, the Memphis guys, were the rhythm section for Stax Volt. The rhythm section behind so many great Otis Redding songs are staple singer songs. Some of the greatest recordings of American pop rock music of the 20th century or on this particular CD. Just to give you an idea, you got uh, Green Onions by Booker T. By the way, I, I saw Booker T. in the 70s opening for Carlos Santana, when it was just Santana, with a, uh, a woman that I think he was married to, was the lead singer. It's called Booker T. and Priscilla. Incredible music. I saw it in a hockey arena called the Arena in St. Louis, and it still sounded fantastic. Booker T. and the MGs doing Green Onions, one of the great instrumentals of all time. Hold On, I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. Knock on Wood by Eddie Floyd. Soul Man by Sam and Dave. <coughs> Sit on a Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. Who's Making Love to You, Old Lady? While You Were Out Making Love. Bum, 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 ba -dum, ba -dum, bum, bum. That's on here. Uh, do, the push part, do the Push and Pull Part 1 by Rufus Thomas. Judy's Got Your Girl and Gone by Johnny Taylor. Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. Who do you think you are? Theme from Shaft by the legendary I, mythical Isaac Hayes. In the Rain by the Dramatics. I'll Take You There by the Staples Singer. I Believe in You, You Believe in Me by Johnny Taylor. If You're Ready to Come Go With Me by the Staples Singers and Woman to Woman by Shirley Brown. This CD alone, if you're going to go by What Would I Have With Me on a Desert Island, if I, I, would, I would cheat to go, what 10 albums do you have? I'd get compilation records. And this would be one of them. Now, I really want to get you to listen to, uh, I really want to get you to listen to uh, the Staples Singers, but I'll find a way to get you to do that later. But this, the song we're going to recommend today and a lot of this stuff, a lot of people my age or a little younger than me know this stuff from the Blues Brothers movies where the Memphis guys, Donald Duck Dunn, Steve Cropper and all those guys were the band, you know, uh, uh, and kind of gave an interest in the 80s once again to all this 60s music. This is the original stuff. Uh, I'm going to go with a Hold On, I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. Everybody, hold on. So it's Hold On. I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. Shirley is finding it right now to be able to put the link up so that immediately after the show you can listen to it. And hopefully uh, that'll make you have a deeper dive into uh, Stacks Vote Music, into Booker T and EMGs. And uh, I'm going to devote a whole show next week to uh, the Staples Singers. What? I can find the song, but not your Stacks Vote. 
You can find it, what is it, like on YouTube? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Is it like a live version? All right, I'm going to put two links up, Sam and Dave, hold on, I'm coming. I'll tell you the story of how I got into soul music in the 60s on another day. Yeah, and uh, so there'll be plenty of links here for you to follow. But um, sometimes a label or a city kind of forms a sound, certainly what Barry Gordy did in Detroit with Motown. Motown, of course, for Motor City. Okay, and what these people did with Stax Volt. You know, what went on and hate Ashbury, you know, what Bill Graham promoted in the 60s, the psychedelic sound, you know, sometimes there's just a couple of people behind it that really push it through. Uh, Stax Volt housed some of the greatest music of all times in the 60s, and a little taste of it will be, uh, not Knock on Wood, Knock on Wood is, is a pretty well-known song. Uh, I would go with Hold On, I'm Coming, because I just love the way the horns stretch over uh, a few bars on the on that particular tune so check it out ladies and gentlemen that's what i got for you today are we going to be on tomorrow that's up in the air we might broadcast from the kitchen we just might bring everything down and why not we'll just do facebook and bring it down to the kitchen as we're cooking away watching football you know and appreciating um, each and every day of our lives appreciating each and every day that we get to do this show appreciate the cheekiness of abadav goyle when he asks questions like, is baseball cricket for Americans? Um, you know, I'm going to have right here. <laughs> yes, yes, Abhinav. Baseball is cricket for Americans. Um, what we did, what we did in America is we took cricket, which was a popular English game, and made it uh, interesting. So uh, that's what we've done with your cricket. What we did with your cricket is we made it interesting. Just like we took your soccer and allowed people to use their upper body like human beings instead of they running around like paraplegics out there. Okay, end the show with an insult. That's what I say. I hope that I see you tomorrow. I'll definitely see you Friday. All right, 2 p.m., living on a thin line. Have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there, okay? And we're all going to stay close because right now we're going to remember to stay distant. Thanks a lot. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.